Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are stepping up, doing the work, recognizing our role, and taking personal responsibility. Regardless of who's watching, first and foremost, we're accountable to ourselves. Ever try and get one over on yourself? Maybe you're the most gullible when you're selling yourself, justifying your actions, and glamorizing the situation. I mean, really, who's watching? You, and you count possibly more than anyone. How can we start taking responsibility without all the shame and guilt? Forgiveness. But this only happens with acceptance. Looks like we have a lot to unpack and a process to follow. So let's get started. Where are you when it comes to personal responsibility? It's actually a whole thing. I think it was easier to take responsibility when I got a little older and wiser. I can remember a time when I played the blame game and considered myself mostly in the right. There was also that period I was convinced everything would work out perfectly if people would just do as I told them to. Yeah, seriously, I've grown. But when I finally had enough experience under my belt and I could take a step back to look at a larger body of work, my life, I could start to see patterns, hurts and habits that had a way of repeating themselves. The only common denominator was me, so it was pretty apparent. In order to move past that revelation, I had to take responsibility for my own actions and the role I played. A bitter pill sometimes, but the critical learning made it easier to swallow. Marty Ward helps us define what is personal responsibility and what it means for you, found at OneVibrantLife.com. Personal responsibility means reorganizing and accepting that you will either receive credit or the blame for any outcome in a situation or project you're involved in. This question of individual responsibility is one that many human beings never solidify as a foundational core value. Difficult situations will arise in many areas of your life, and personal accountability and doing the right thing should always be included as one of the significant, clear goals in your personal development. You are acknowledging any part you may have played not getting caught up in the blame game that less responsible people might participate in. Being a responsible person, standing up for yourself, and accepting your efforts, no matter the outcome, is commendable, and accountable behavior that your friends, family members, and peers will look up to. In many professional endeavors that may require participating in the care of others, your history and the regard or your disregard for your past personal responsibilities will be the significant factor in getting the job. Everything you do is based on choices you make. It's not your parents, your past relationships, your job, the economy, the weather, an argument, or your age that is to blame. You and only you are responsible for every decision and choice you make, period. This is a quote by Wayne Dyer. Here is a therapist's 
perspective on personal responsibility. So much of what brings people to therapy revolves around the issues of power and control. As adults, recognizing and owning our own power is a mark of maturity. That includes a recognition of our own personal responsibility to others and to ourselves. Showing up for ourselves, taking responsibility for our own choices and our own actions can liberate us to challenge the ways in which we've been giving our personal power away. Taking ownership of our personal responsibility is a way to regain control over our own life. Personal responsibility can help us build resilience to adapt to setbacks and disappointments. We become masters of our own destiny rather than blown about by the storms and gales of others' demands. Personal responsibility can mean different things to different people, but at the end of the day, Personal responsibility is taking complete control and account of what you think and do, whether in the present moment or the past. The first step in understanding what personal responsibility is comes from understanding and taking control of your own unique thought process. You need to do your own work, take stock of your core values, overcome any limiting beliefs that might be derived from them, and understand and recognize how you might act because of them in your personal life. Having a solid sense of personal responsibility in our lives is one of the basic needs in being a dependable person and growing into and becoming your best self. It would help if you got good at examining the facts around what you're being asked to do, deciding to do, or being forced to do. It would help if you chose based on those facts as best as you can and acted responsibly with the knowledge for everyone involved, including yourself. Many people live with seriously twisted thinking based on their limiting beliefs and live with a victim mentality that keeps them from choosing the more responsible option that is always available. The next time you do something or don't do something by choice or direction, Know that whatever the outcome, it's your own fault, and you are responsible for it. Sometimes you do that thing when you're asked to do it. Other times you decide to do something because you want to, and you do it on your own. But in either case, you must understand the importance of personal responsibility. If you have a task to accomplish, and you do it the correct and responsible way, you can screw things up. But a big part of getting through the negative consequences, surviving and moving forward in the right direction, is the acceptance of your degree of responsibility. Now the second question is, will you take responsibility and accept the consequences that might come from your actions after things go wrong? In an article in Psychology Today, Jennifer Hamity points out, owning that you might have had a hand in creating what's happening in the world around you doesn't make you a sucker, nor does it mean that you're to blame for everything that's going on. Some things are essential for a successful life, and taking personal responsibility is the number one key to creating a successful life and relationships with others. Love is a two-way street and so is responsibility. 
People will only trust you and know they can depend on you if they're confident you have their backs. When you take responsibility for yourself, you learn that everything in your life ultimately depends on what you do and not what others do. Once you learn that, you truly become an adult and moreover, you become dependable. It's so easy to blame everyone else for everything. That's why you'll find that many, if not most people, are quick to blame everything on other external factors or someone else and not take responsibility for what they've done. It seems that it's never their fault. Someone else screwed up or so and so did this to cause the screw up. Such and such happened or it was out of my hands, etc. Blah, blah, blah. In almost any given situation, people who place the blame elsewhere are not dependable. You know you won't ever be able to depend on this type of person because you know that they will never take full responsibility for anything. Give this kind of blamer a task and they will be quick to take shortcuts, sidestep it, bob and weave around critical aspects and drag their feet. It'll probably be done late and poorly if they get it done at all. People that do not take responsibility for themselves will certainly not take responsibility for you. You don't want to be this type of person if you're going to have a successful life. You don't want to be this person, so don't be. Take responsibility and others will begin to understand that they can depend on you. Taking personal responsibility is a crucial skill in life. It means having the courage to take chances and then taking full responsibility when bad things happen or when you fail or make a mistake. And bad things happen and you fail and you will make mistakes. The good news is that you can take a deep breath, suck it up, apologize for it, learn from it, accept that you're only human, just one person, and then reset and try again. Failing is the only way to succeed. The bottom line is that you cannot succeed at anything unless you try. And then keep trying until you either grow or learn that what you're trying to do cannot be done. If it's the latter, you can move on, knowing you did your best and try again with something new. Mike Robbins is the author of several books, which include Focus on the Good Stuff, Be Yourself, Everyone Else is Already Taken, and Nothing Changes Until You Do. In an article he wrote for Huffington Post, Mike pointed out the value and the power of allowing for mistakes. By giving ourselves and others permission to make mistakes, we actually create an environment within our own being and within our key relationships and teams that is conducive to trust, connection, risk-taking, forgiveness, creativity, and genuine success. People with a lack of personal responsibility will most likely tell you why they couldn't accomplish a task, and you can bet that they will be able to tell you someone or something else was to blame. Every single day in governments and companies around the globe, real leaders can be depended upon to take full responsibility for their failures. No one will ever be a more significant critic than we are of ourselves. This is where you need to find a way to overcome your negative, self-deprecating thinking 
which everyone lives with to some extent, realizing the power and capacity of your true self. You are not unique or less than others because those negative thoughts exist in your mind. Getting stuck because you failed or made a mistake will only help ensure that you never succeed. When you can learn to reprogram your mind when this type of negative thinking occurs, you will get to the finish line and accomplish anything that you try to do. You will become your own cheering squad. You can become the mentor. The process of reprogramming and reshaping your mind to counter negative thinking is relatively easy to do and very powerful. Take a moment and write down any of the positive things about you and your life that you know to be true. All the positive things from your past or your recent and present experiences. You will be shocked that you filled up a whole page and started a second. Surprising, isn't it? All those fantastic positive things about you. Now, fold the piece of paper, stick it in your wallet or purse, and carry it wherever you go. Whenever your negative mind begins to tell you that you can't, or that you're not good enough, pull out that list and read it to yourself, right then and there. Don't wait until you get home or until the next coffee break. Stop and do it right then and there, even if you're in a meeting. Do this every time a negative thought about yourself comes into your mind. Over time, you'll begin to reprogram your mind to tell itself the truth. You'll overpower the repetitive, deceptive, and personally destructive negative mind. This is a straightforward approach to overcoming negative thinking. You may have just discovered it for the first time. However, it's one of the most potent forms of psychotherapy practiced today, and it's been around for decades. It's called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT, developed in the 1950s by Dr. Aaron Beck. If you're not willing to learn and grow as a person throughout your life, then you don't get why you're here on this earth in the first place. The meaning of life is the experience of life itself. You stop living when you stop learning, growing, experiencing, and trying new things. One of the most important things about personal responsibility is knowing, accepting, and being grateful for what is really good in your life. Allow yourself to dream and imagine what you might want to do with all your time that you have in front of you. This is vital for a growing, joyful, and inspired life. Being personally responsible for your own life and taking chances will lead you down the road less travel that will enliven your spirit. You will learn along the way that others will follow you because they will know that one way or another, you will lead them to the finish line. They will know that they can depend on you. And in the end, you will know that the person you've always wanted to be is you. Where have you experienced failure in your life? Let's think about that. Did you immediately recognize it? Did you immediately accept it? It's hard to throw in the towel and realize that something, anything you wanted has come to an end. But then to admit that you might have had something to do with it? How did that set you back? Be honest. How much time did it take you to move on and did you try it again? 
Some of us are glutton for punishment or tenacious enough to give it another go. This is the perfect opportunity to change your approach once you've learned what led to the failure in the first place. At masterclass.com, I found a plan, personal responsibility, how to develop it. You likely began your journey with personal responsibility since childhood, but you can always further develop this skill. So here are a few tips to gain a bigger sense of personal responsibility in your life. Be organized. Create a system that organizes your life in a manner where you can stay most aware and situated in your responsibilities. Use planners, apps, journals, written notes, or some other organizational system to keep track of exactly where your sphere of responsibility begins and ends. If you easily forget things, use reminders. When someone gives you a task you agree to, This way, you can balance a weakness with the strength of creating a system of proactive notation. Create boundaries. Know your limits and set boundaries that prevent you from overextending or overcommitting. Part of personal responsibility is understanding how to protect your own well-being. Clearly communicate. Seek clarity and clearly communicate your needs to those whom you work with. Human beings are social creatures, and the clearer you can understand your expected role in a team or community, the better you'll be able to carry out your responsibilities. Seek feedback and reflect on your own efforts along the way. Have humility. Practice humility and the ability to self-reflect honestly. It's a strength to be aware of your limitations and faults, as long as you don't obsess over them. Humility allows you to respond in a mature way to both successes and faults. Take pride in what you know you do well and acknowledge the other people and circumstances that help you perform in those positive ways. Be honest about your weaknesses and ways you can improve relationships and your treatment of other people. Practice self-control. Take a moment to breathe when something doesn't go as planned. Remind yourself that not everything can go perfectly and that making mistakes are inevitable. In these moments, it's easy to either blame ourselves for everything or shift blame entirely onto others. The truth is usually more complex and takes time to internalize. For example, if you're hosting a gathering and someone forgets to provide food and you are relying on them, focus on solutions and extending grace. There's a time for assessing how to more effectively plan later on, but it isn't practical to blame someone over what can't be helped in the moment. Later, you may realize there's a better system you can use to remind or inform people of what to bring. This allows you to have an actionable solution rather than get stuck in a blame game. Ah, yes, setting boundaries. I love it when I get those gentle reminders. It sure beats the alternative. Setting healthy boundaries is about knowing and accepting your limitations. Who doesn't want to be a superhero, taking on everything and being responsible for saving the world? But the reality is, you can't and won't be everywhere for everyone. 
So accept this fact and create barriers that protect you from overextending yourself, taking on too much, and failing to keep anything afloat. Pager U breaks it down a little further on their YouTube channel, Personal Responsibility, the Ultimate Freedom. Personal Responsibility. Whoa, who wants to hear about that? Well, you do, if you want to have any chance at health, wealth, and happiness. So what does it mean, personal responsibility? You probably already know, but just in case, it means holding yourself accountable for your words and actions, instead of blaming others or making constant excuses. It means taking responsibility for your own successes, but also, and this is even more important, your own failures. Your life boils down to this, conscious choices, habits, and random events. You can't control everything that happens to you. Accidents, sickness, bad luck, human malice, and natural disasters are all unfortunate realities of life. On the other hand, you also get to experience love, friendship, kindness, opportunity, and generosity. All the good stuff life has to offer. But bad things do happen, and sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. What we can control is how we react. It's a lot easier said than done, but people do it all the time. Who doesn't know someone who's been dealt a bad hand? For example, a debilitating disease, yet who manages to be happier than someone who is in perfect health. We all confront our own struggles, pain, personal tragedies, and ultimately, death. So while you're here, I recommend making the most of the opportunity. To do that, the very first thing you have to do is take responsibility for your life. Yet this simple and self-evident concept is widely rejected and even mocked. Why is that? It's because it strikes at the core of our ego, our image of ourselves. It's human nature to seek excuses. Telling people they're responsible for their bad decisions removes these comforting alibis. Blaming another individual, group, or plain bad luck is much more appealing. Furthermore, adopting such a victim mindset can act as a form of social currency, a way to court attention and sympathy, or even as a cudgel to wield against others. If you're out of shape, broke, unsuccessful, or unhappy, then it must be the fault of someone else, or even better, some nefarious system which doesn't even need to be defined. You just know that you're a victim of it. It's easy to see why people would want to reject the idea of personal responsibility. The warm glow of victimhood is very tempting, but the consequences of doing so inevitably lead to misery, anger, and ruin. Only when you recognize that your destiny is in your own hands can you make positive changes to your life, your health, career, relationships, self-esteem, happiness, and most important of all, your character. No one else can or will do it for you. As one recovering addict put it when asked, when did you decide to become sober? The day I stopped blaming everybody else for my problems. To understand where you are now and to make better decisions in the future, it's also important to understand history. Wise people, and being wise has little to do with your age, learn from the past. But a word of caution, preoccupation with the past to the point of obsession is destructive. The past is immutable. It can't be altered nor reversed. You have no control over the past, but you do have control over the present and the future. If you're driving a car whilst only looking in the rearview mirror, then you're going to crash. But if you keep your eyes on the road ahead, looking back only to orient yourself, then you are far more likely to reach your destination intact. We all start at different positions in life. We don't get to choose when or where or to whom we are born. We don't choose our genetics, our nationality, our sex, 
nor our ethnicity. Everyone has advantages and disadvantages that they can't take credit for, nor be blamed for. The only question that matters is, what do you do with what you have? It's trendy now for people to talk about privilege through a narrow lens, typically focused on skin color, gender, sexuality, and occasionally wealth. Privilege is considered a sin that must be decried and even shamed. I take a different view. I believe it's our responsibility to take advantage of whatever privileges we have in order to succeed and ideally provide such privileges for others. Everything else is just excuse making. When you refuse to take responsibility for yourself, you are, whether you know it or not, giving it to somebody else, be it another person or a government. And that is disempowering. Personal responsibility is the ultimate freedom, and it's great to be free. Okay, we've learned a lot about personal responsibility and how to set ourselves up for success. We did it. We admitted it. We tried to find the learning, and now we're ready to move on. Now what? Oh, wait, you mean we shouldn't carry this around and revisit it from time to time? Now that we've called it out, we might be compelled to hit replay over and over so we can continue to keep it top of mind as a constant reminder that we're not good enough. See, owning it is just one step. Forgiveness is a doozy, but critical if we're looking for freedom. Sarah Lindbergh helps us with how to forgive yourself, found at Healthline.com. Being able to forgive yourself requires empathy, compassion, kindness, and understanding. It also requires you to accept that forgiveness is a choice. Making peace and moving forward is often easier said than done. Whether you're trying to work through a minor mistake or one that impacts all areas of your life, the steps you need to take in order to forgive yourself will look and feel the same. All of us make mistakes at times. As humans, we're imperfect. The trick, says Arling B. Englander, a licensed social worker, is to learn and move on from our mistakes. As painful and uncomfortable as they may be, there are things in life that are worth enduring the pain for in order to move forward. And forgiving yourself is one of those things. So here are some tips you can try the next time you want to forgive yourself. Focus on your emotions. One of the first steps in learning how to forgive yourself is to focus on your emotions. Before you can move forward, you need to acknowledge and process your emotions. Give yourself permission to recognize and accept the feelings that have been triggered in you and welcome them. Acknowledge the mistake out loud. If you make a mistake and continue to struggle with letting it go, acknowledge out loud what you learned from the mistake. When you give a voice to the thoughts in your head and the emotions in your heart, you may free yourself from some of the burdens. You also imprint in your mind that you learned from your actions and consequences. Think of each mistake as a learning experience. Englander says to think of each mistake as the keys to moving forward faster and more consistently in the future. Reminding ourselves that we did the best we could with the tools and knowledge we had at the time will help us forgive ourselves and move forward. 
give yourself permission to put this process on hold. If you make a mistake but have a hard time putting it out of your mind, visualize your thoughts and feelings about the mistake going into a container, like a mason jar or a box. Then tell yourself you're putting this aside for now and will return to it later when it will benefit you. Have a conversation with your inner critic. Journaling can help you understand your inner critic and develop self-compassion. Write out a conversation between you and your inner critic. This can help you identify thought patterns that are sabotaging your ability to forgive yourself. You can also use journaling time to make a list of qualities you like about yourself, including your strengths and skills. This can help boost your self-confidence when you're feeling down about a mistake you made. Notice when you're being self-critical. We are our own worst critics, right? One important action tip is to notice when that harsh voice comes in and then write it down. You might be surprised by what your inner critic actually says to you. Quiet the negative messages of your inner critic. Sometimes it can be difficult to recognize the thoughts that are getting in the way of forgiveness. If you're struggling to sort out your inner critic, here's an exercise. On the one side of a piece of paper, write down what your inner critic says, which tends to be critical and irrational. (laughs) On the other side of the paper, write a self-compassionate and relational response for each thing you wrote down on the other side of the paper. Get clear about what you want. If the mistake you made hurt another person, you need to determine the best course of action. Do you want to talk to this person and apologize? Is it important to reconcile with them and make amends? If you're on the fence about what to do, you might want to consider making amends. This goes beyond saying sorry to a person you've hurt. Instead, try to fix the mistake you've made. One study found that forgiving ourselves for hurting another person is easier if we first make amends. Take your own advice. Oftentimes it's easier to tell someone else what to do than to take our own advice. Licensed marriage and family therapist Heidi McBain says to ask yourself what you would tell your best friend if they were sharing this mistake they had made with you. And then take your own advice. If you're having a difficult time working through this in your head, it can help to role play it with your friend. Ask them to take on your mistake. They will tell you what happened and how they're struggling to forgive themselves. You get to be the advice giver and practice telling your friend how to move on. Quit playing the tape. It is human nature to spend time and energy replaying our mistakes. While some processing is important, going over what happened again and again won't allow you to take the proper steps to forgive yourself. When you catch yourself playing the I'm a horrible person tape, stop yourself and focus on one positive action step. For example, instead of replaying the tape, take three deep breaths and go for a walk. Interrupting the thought pattern can help you move away from the negative experience and reduce stress and anxiety. Show kindness and compassion. 
If your first response to a negative situation is to criticize yourself, it's time to show yourself some kindness and compassion. The only way to begin the journey to forgiveness is to be kind and compassionate with yourself. This takes time, patience, and a reminder to yourself that you're worthy of forgiveness. Seek professional help. If you're struggling to forgive yourself, you may benefit from talking to a professional. McBain recommends talking to a counselor who can help you learn how to break these unhealthy patterns in your life and learn new and healthier ways of coping with mistakes. Forgiveness is important to the healing process since it allows you to let go of the anger, guilt, shame, sadness, or any other feeling you may be experiencing and move on. Once you identify what you're feeling, give a voice to it and accept that the mistakes are inevitable. You'll begin to see how freeing forgiveness can be. So please remember, be patient with yourself. You only know what you know. Be curious for what the why is, but accepting of the unanswered questions. Be flexible. You can pivot at any time you want. Own it. No one can write the same story or the same ending. Share with others. Your story might be just what someone needs to hear to get them through their struggle. Take your time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Don't be afraid. Be willing to take the next step. That's the hardest part. Be kind to yourself and others. Forgive yourself and others and detach with love when it makes the most sense. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, exchange your burdens for freedom with personal responsibility and forgiveness. Create healthy boundaries as you learn more about your capacity and need for self-care. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone's room to the past.